praise the Lord family. Hallelujah. I will call on the name of the Lord because he is worthy to be praised. To God be the glory. Family, while memorizing Psalm 91, verse 1, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And as I was reading it over and over, I noticed the shadowing of my ceiling fan. And in a God moment, the imagery of the fan with the fan's shadow upon the ceiling. And I said, hallelujah, because it's then I realized the only way that we can be under his shadow is if he is leading us. And I say, thank you, Jesus. And that really excited me because the Lord had put in my spirit Acts chapter 24, 14 through 16. And as I studied that, those scriptures of Paul's words, I realized that truly to be as Paul was, we must be following God. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father God, connect us to you, Lord, more and more every day. Give us the desire to connect to one another too, so that we all can dwell together in the secret place of the Most High. Holy Spirit, may the words you have poured into me be made clear to all hearers in this study and prayer of Acts chapter 24, verses 14 through 16. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallelujah. Family, I thank God for this journey of We Are Family Prayer Line and for you who have made this ministry come alive. And yes, I'm calling it a ministry because we are all ministers, because minister means to serve one another, and because the family is God's creation. And as God's children, we have the responsibility to love the unconnected prodigal family member or friend and anyone wandering lost without God's purpose. Hallelujah, Holy Spirit, because that's what Paul did in Acts chapter 24, 14 to 16. He guarded and he desired to do God's will because he knew that Jesus Christ, the answer for a dying world. Glory to God. And so as I read, three questions directed me. The first question was, what did Paul mean when he spoke to Felix? The second question is, how would Paul not offend God and man? The third question is, how can we live a life not offending God and man? Hallelujah. Family, Luke wrote the books of Acts and recorded Paul saying these words in Acts 24, 14 through 16, the King James Version. Verse 14 reads, But this I confess, speaking unto thee, that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I, the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Family, here's the answer to question one. As 
I saw it. And there is no private interpretation, and you will hear me justify everything I say because Scripture explains Scripture. Paul basically said, in a straightforward manner to Felix. Yes, Felix, I did it, but not as the Sanhedrin represented. I know these so-called spiritual leaders and Supreme Council in Jerusalem well, because Paul wanted Felix to know he even agreed with some of the same things the Sanhedrins believed in. For example, Paul, too, identified with the God of their ancestors, and Paul firmly believed in the Jewish law. Paul especially agreed with everything that the prophets said because they said the word of God. Hallelujah. Family, this is my sidebar for you. And I sometimes, it's best when you are in a disagreement, point out what you agree on and have in common first. So the point of conflict can be clear because that's exactly what Paul did because he couldn't accept and he strongly disagreed with the Sanhedrin's representation that he was committing heresy. As a matter of fact, Paul said, I was actually worshiping God because Paul accepted the prophets telling of the coming of Jesus as a Savior. Hallelujah. So Paul boldly expressed the disagreement between him and the Sanhedrin because it was the doctrine of who Jesus is. This doctrine was a critical point of contention because, family, you can't let the truth be watered down. Hallelujah. Am I right about it? I know I am. Hallelujah. Verse 15 reads, and have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust. Family, all agreed there would be a resurrection of the dead. The Sanhedrin and Paul agreed upon that. However, Paul sees this application of resurrection is for the just and unjust. Using scripture to explain scripture, the cross references Daniel chapter 12 verse 2, which reads, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Another cross-reference is John chapter 5, verses 28 through 29, which is Jesus speaking and states, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. A sidebar family, this statement from Jesus is directly connected to the Old Testament saints who were still in the grave because Jesus Christ, in his resurrection is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. 
1 Corinthians 15, 20 to 23. But we know that our loved ones now, after the resurrection, they go just like the word says, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And that's why Paul found this to be a major point of disagreement, because he wanted the believers of Christ to know what we have in store for us by believing and being under the shadow of the Almighty, hallelujah. And family, notice that the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't agree on this topic of resurrection. Put a pen in that, and I'll explain it next week. becomes evidenced in verse 16, which reads, And herein do I exercise myself to have always of conscience void of offense toward God and toward man. Family, at all times, Paul's dialogue with Felix represents truth. And so that he doesn't offend God and he doesn't set out to offend people either. Hallelujah. Because God's plan became evident to Paul in Acts 23:11 that reads and the night following the Lord stood by him and said be of good cheer Paul for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem so must thou bear witness also at Rome family this to me, is another example of God's will requiring you to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Because with God's omnipresence being before Paul, Paul stood boldly in his journey. Thank you, Jesus. And Paul did appear to Caesar in Rome, just as the Lord directed him in Acts 23:11 even though it meant being beheaded in Rome family this answers question 2 how paul did not offend god because paul never wavered from the truth of the gospel of christ paul wrote 48% of the new testament books he wrote 13 of the 27 books of the new testament hallelujah and Paul never offended man either because offense relates to an illegal act or the breaking of a rule, which Paul didn't in speaking the truth of the gospel. But it was the Sanhedrin who were offended by God. Scripture supports scripture. Jesus says in Luke 16:31, as a warning to the Sanhedrin, and he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. That's a powerful word, family. That's Luke 16:31, which in our sanctified soul answers question three and also connects us back to Psalm 91. Family, living a life without offense 
to God and man is living Psalm 91 and doing as Paul did, submit to God by following God. Be quick to confess who Jesus Christ is and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, our commission to anyone in need of a closer relationship to God. Tell them this. I know a man named Jesus, hallelujah, the son of God who died to save me, to know Jesus, my friend. Pray along in agreement with me. Heavenly Father, I confess my sins and believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God and shed his blood to cover my sins and was raised to forgive me from my sins. Lord, I repent from the way I used to think and from the things I used to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I am saved. Family, this is your commission. Be compelled to not be selfish with your salvation, but to go and rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment, by telling them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, for watching over us and our children as they start a school year amidst foolery and a pandemic. Keep them safe in the secret place of the Most High and under the shadow of the Almighty. Please give your angels charge over them and keep them in all their ways. Hallelujah. Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress, and we trust you, Lord. Forgive us for our sins, Lord, and cover us with your protection. We trust your truth. Lord, mercy and grace upon our loved ones that are 20 to 39 years old. Help them to hear your voice over the distractions and the darts wanting to prevent them from your word of promises. Let not the devil devour them with his lies and false glitter. Give these young adults, our extended family, and those throughout this world a desire for spiritual eyes to reveal the shamelessness that walks before a holy God that judges the just and the unjust. From such, let our children and our grandchildren turn away from. Help them seek you, Father God, and to choose to love you and surrender themselves to you, Lord. Family, call out the names before the Lord that need to be touched through the authority given to us by God that whatsoever is bound in heaven may be bound on earth and loose what is in heaven. Hallelujah. Call out their names, family, because, Father God, we pray that you deliver them and meet their needs. We bind the distractions of quick money, of drugs, of alcohol, 
of fear, of sickness, of sexual sin, of loneliness, of bad choices, of emotional or spiritual or physical stress and abuse. And to God be the glory, we lose godly direction, salvation, successful chemotherapy, good reports, peace and joy. Hallelujah. Your grace and mercy and faithfulness abound upon us as we give you all honor and praise, Father God, in the name of Jesus, who brought us together in a united prayer. Amen. Family, I love you. Be blessed. And we will end with worship and reflection through song. Eyes haven't seen or ears haven't heard all you have planned for me, Lord. And nothing can separate me from your love when there's so much more still worth fighting for. That's why I'm pressing towards the mark cause the calling on my life is worth fighting for and i'll keep my mind stayed on you jesus cause the peace it brings is worth fighting for and i'll be faithful to my family cause my family is worth fighting for know this world it's not my home but your kingdom here is worth fighting for i got a mansion over in glory and my new home is worth fighting for until i see it i'll sing hallelujah cause your kingdom here is worth fighting for.